0: Talk, let's go. Good morning. What's up, everyone? It's me, your boy, Ryan Flowers, a.k.a. Clutch Sports Talk. And I'm back in the house with another episode of NFL Sunday Wake Up. Now, the season is officially over, right? Uh, regular season, Super Bowl uh, capped off last week here in Las Vegas with Super Bowl 58 with the kingdom. The Chiefs winning the Super Bowl and, and what I thought was a pretty good Super Bowl, right? So, but I'll recap that. Um, Also, we're going to talk about Kyle Shanahan and uh, what what he did this week was to, to Steve Wilkes, right? I, I don't think it's cool what happened, but I'll share my thoughts on that. And then Jimmy G and Brock Purdy. Now, Don, Jimmy G has come up in the news recently for some other things, but I, I kind of thought about after their loss, the, the Niners lost to the, in the Super Bowl this week or past week. Um, Is Brock Purdy and Jimmy G pretty much the same quarterback? And should the 49er faithful expect the same results um, getting to the big game and losing it? So we'll talk about that. And finally, what are the chances or the likelihood that the Kansas City Chiefs will repeat and go back to back to back? I'll share my thoughts on that. So other than that, man, hey, make sure you guys, if you are watching, drop a comment. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And other than that, just sit back and relax and enjoy the show. This is Clutch Sports Talk, NFL Sunday. Wake up with me, Ryan Flowers. Let's go good morning welcome back in man hey before we get started today um i want to give my condolences to all the victims um of the shooting last or this earlier this week at the uh, Ken city cheese parade uh, it's like damn man like you can't even celebrate without having to worry about if your life is in jeopardy or not so uh unfortunate circumstances that took place uh, the knuckleheads or knucklehead that were involved, it, it, it's definitely a shambles in this country, and it's like, when is it going to stop? And it probably never will be, but uh, again, my condolences to the victims, especially the ones that lost their lives and anyone's, anyone other people that are out there that were injured so sorry about that uh, my condolences to those families there also man make sure you guys check me out on my social media platforms down below make sure you head over to the grid network um and you know we got some great content creators we got some new guys that have been welcome to the family so make sure you guys check them out as well um their shows air between you know monday through friday so you don't want to miss out and make sure you check out the eight o'clock spot on the grid network on tuesday um a bunch of the grid network content creators they get on there and they talk sports. A uh, pretty good show. I, I had the opportunity to be on it once, uh, just because of my schedule just allowed me that that one time. So hopefully, I in the future uh, with the summer, um, a little bit, it's a little bit slower for me. Maybe I can get back on there. So other than that, uh, but like I said before, if you're watching, man, make sure you guys drop a comment. My boy Patrick Brown, I, I could always rely on him, man. He says, "Good morning. Hope you're staying warm. It's 25 degrees in Southern Indiana." um yeah you know it's warming up here for me in vegas uh he says the one the one time i thought san francisco figured out i was wrong foolish me never again so (laughs) patrick all right man and make sure you guys check out his articles he just dropped a new one right now on the grid network make sure you guys head over to my link uh, to my bio um gives you access to the grid network website as well so you guys can check out his articles as well so uh good work on him all right so let's get straight into the recap of the super bowl so um At first, you know, it was it was a it was a defensive struggle, right? You know, the first half, I believe, only yielded, what, 13 points, if I'm not mistaken, if I can remember correctly. Um, and this is the first time I've been able to talk about it on my show. I was on uh, Bryson Carver's show, Carving Up Podcast, earlier this week, and we, we kind of talked about the Super Bowl a little bit. But now I have my opportunity to kind of go full scale and talk about what took place. So, like I said, it was a defensive struggle. First of all, shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs defense. They're good. They're really good. Uh that, that that secondary is second to none. Um, you want to talk about no fly zone? Those guys got it down between Legarius Sneed, uh, OJ McDuffie, um, and some other guys out there too. Read the safety read. So um, those guys really took care of business uh and really allowed the Chiefs to stay in that game because early on that, that game could have got out of hand. <clears throat> um, the Niners were running the football pretty proficiently. Uh, now McCaffrey had that early fumble. It didn't result in any points for the uh, for the Chiefs, but still they were driving, it took some points off the board. Um but they they allowed Patrick Mahomes to stick around. Uh, now Mahomes got the MVP, but if I had to give the, the award to a collective group it probably would have been their defense. Now Mahomes did make some really great plays down the stretch, uh but you know, in the end I think the defense and and, and Spagnola uh game calling was, was superior and was literally the difference. Right. So, and then from the Niners perspective, um, wide receivers could not get any separation. And a lot of that has to be attributed to the defense or the Kansas City Chiefs. George Kittle was non-existent, right? I believe he had like one catch for like five yards or something crazy like that. So not sure if they didn't, if they completely took him away or they just, they didn't, they didn't go to him. Right. Brandon Ayuk started off a little bit pretty, pretty good, uh, but then second half he was non-existent. Debo as well, so um, they really kept those guys in check, um, especially later on during the game. Now, Jawan Jennings, he, you know, he had a, he had a little good game right there. I think if they had won, he probably would have got the Super Bowl MVP, perhaps. Right, uh, Brock Purdy. I will say this: I don't think he played bad, right, but he didn't make the plays that he needed to make um, in that situation to win that game. Right, when you're going up against a Patrick Mahomes kind of guy or you know or like Patrick Mahomes you're gonna have to make plays the way he does right so Mahomes you know statistically he threw for three over 300 yards which was which is odd it didn't seem like he did right this is the first time in Super Bowl in his Super Bowl career that he's thrown over 300 yards um but his legs were what made them special down the stretch especially you know converting that fourth and one there was one third down play where he you know he kept it on an RPO and he went down the field so um <laughs> they made plays I, I you know if you're the 49ers, you know, it, it's a little disappointing, right, because you were up again against this same Chiefs team, 10 points in the Super Bowl, and you can't close them out, right? You just can't close them out. Now, I don't know. Kyle Shanahan is getting a lot of blame, rightfully so. I, I Right now he's, what, 0-3 in Super Bowls as a coordinator and a head coach, right? We'll never forget the 28-3 debacle. Now, that wasn't all on him, right, but he was the offensive play caller. And you notice with him, when things start to get close, he tightens up. And that third quarter, I believe, they really tried to go to Brock Purdy a lot more. I don't know if they were trying to prove a point to show, like, hey, you know what? You guys have been talking about him being a game manager. Um, and and now, you know, we're going to show the world that he's that guy. And he he really wasn't that guy, right? They they stifled him, right? When And, and I get it. Christian McCaffrey touched the ball a, a considerable amount of time. I think it was between, what, 28 and 30 carries or just touched the ball, period. Um you got to give more. It's the last game of the year. You got to empty the tank. And he was probably their only bright spot on offense, uh, with the exception of that trick play. Um, but overall, I mean, listen, I think the I thought the game was good. Um, the, the two best teams were in there. Uh, you know, they deserved the right to be there. Uh the Niners. Well, I don't know if the Niners deserved to be. There. I think they got they kind of got lucky down the stretch in their last two playoff games, but they got out early, which was one of my keys to victory for them. They got out early. Um, <laughs> but they just couldn't sustain it. They could have put points on the board uh, because a 10-point lead against Patrick Mahomes might as well not even be a lead. You got to make sure when you play Patrick Mahomes, you got to kill him. And when you kill him, you got to go over there and make sure he's dead. And and if you're not sure if he's dead, you got to lay a couple more rounds in him because you don't want to leave this guy hanging around. And the minute when they got that ball back after um, to to go and tie that game to end the regulation, I was like, they're either going to win this game and they almost did, right? If, if Mahomes had saw uh, Rasheed Rice instead of trying to go to Kelsey, it was like it was like a second or third down play right before the uh, the fourth quarter ended. It probably would have it would have been a walk off, right? But then on top of that, when the Niners didn't uh, when they when they when they didn't when they didn't convert on third and five in overtime, and they kicked the field goal, I was like, oh, this is Mahomes' time. they they're gonna win this football game. And sure enough, they took thirteen plays um, on their thirteenth drive. Uh, to seal that win and get out of there and be super bowl, uh, 58 champions. So, um, I, you know, I thought it was a good game. I thought it was the best outcome that we can get. It was a defensive tussle in the beginning. So it kind of led to some of the intensity on the back end. Now, if you can't get with that, I don't, I don't know, man, maybe you just, maybe you don't like football the way you like football or you think you like football. I love football. So for me, um, the matchup was good, right? Two really good teams, two well-coached teams for the most part, two well-ran organizations. You you, you can't get that. You, you can't script that any better. Now, <laughs> the Lions thing, okay, whatever. But honestly, I don't think they were built for that moment. Um, So we'll have to wait and see. But literally, I mean, I thought the, the right team won. I did bet the Chiefs to win, obviously. So I finished the year with my clutch picks um, on a winning streak. So good for me, right? Pat on the back there. Uh, But overall, I thought the game was good. Um. You know, and, and and halftime was great, right? Usher was pretty good, other than when he was starting to get freaky, but that's what Usher does. So <laughs> uh so fellas, hide your women when Usher's on TV because this guy he'll reach through that screen and start getting freaky with your girl. So other than that, great Super Bowl, congratulations to the um Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and we'll talk about them a little bit later on in regards to their chances of uh possibly three peating. So all right, let's move on to Kyle Shanahan. So this week uh, Kyle Shanahan delivered some news to the team and the media that um <clears throat> that Steve Wilkes is out as defensive coordinator. Now, it, it was it was kind of a bitch move, I would say, right? And, and I hate to cuss on a Sunday morning, but here's the thing: I mean, they should have never hired Steve Wilkes in the beginning because Steve Wilkes does not fit the defensive strategy of Kyle Shanahan. He, he just he just does it, Right? Steve Wilkes is known for blitzing. Um, really aggressive, you know, with the linebackers, things of that nature, doesn't play a lot of cover three like that. Um, but the last two coordinators the Niners have had, you know, between Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryan's a lot of cover three, um, and they fit the mold of what Kyle Shanahan wants to do on defense. So I'm not quite sure why Steve Wilkes was, well, was hired to begin with, um, and then to fire him because I mean, here's the thing what if they have won that Super Bowl? Do you still fire Steve Wilkes? That's the question, right? Or is he just a scapegoat because Kyle Shanahan, again, you know, lack of offense really per se. And again, you know, credit to the Kansas City Chiefs defense for making the adjustments and making the game extremely hard for Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan, right? But that's when coaching comes into play, second-half adjustments. And Kyle Shanahan has shown, and it's funny that he coached up, he, you know, went against Andy Reid, who was known for not – winning the big games but will he be Andy Reid a couple years from now I don't know we'll see right but he's gonna have to get a quarterback that can win those big time games and and we'll talk about Brock Prady and Jimmy G here in a second but it's not cool man I I don't I don't know um (laughs) to me it wasn't more of a, a schematical thing I think it was just a culture and it just it just didn't fit Right. And I don't think he really wanted to hire Steve Wilkes. We don't know the real gist of that, why Steve Wilkes was hired. I thought Steve Wilkes did a really good job um, with a really good defense, you know. But again, they're there's there are moments away of winning the Super Bowl. If Chris Jones doesn't bust through the line on that third and fifth for third, third and five play, right? Maybe they get a touchdown, right? Or win the game, whatever the case may be. Right. But they got to know the rules too. Right. So um, but still, it's like I don't know. I I really feel like Kyle Shanahan, he gets a lot of credit, and he also deserves a lot of negative coverage that he he brings on himself, right? Um, As far as the overtime rules, I mean, a lot of people are making a big thing about it. Should they have known about it, I, I, I guess it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, the referee went over it from my understanding in the stadium. They had the rules up on the little jumbotron. You know, if you can read, you can understand the rules rather quickly. I knew the rule. I know it's different in the playoffs than it is from the regular season. That's because I cover football a lot, so I understand that. Right? Um, it wouldn't have made a difference, I, I guess. Maybe in the play calling, maybe maybe they would have went for it on fourth and five instead of kicking the field goal, knowing that even if they get a field goal, which they did, and if the if the Chiefs get a touchdown, they win the game anyway. Or you know, maybe they said, you know, we're going to rely on the defense to just maybe. Pull them to a field goal, right? They didn't expect them to to drive down the field um, on 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 a 13 minute drive um, to 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 cap off with a touchdown. So, um, I, I mean, you 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 can look at that either way. Uh, I don't think it was a big deal for them to not know, right? Uh, but <clears throat> and that's my opinion. What again? Again, it could have probably changed the outcome of the game, but I, I I don't know. But as far as Steve Wilkes is concerned, I think in the end he just became the scapegoat. That that's what it boiled down to because this team was moments away from winning the Super Bowl um, and probably should have won the Super Bowl, but they let it slip between their fingers once again because Patrick Mahomes is that dude um, and he came for it and they took it away from him. So you know, is it? I, I don't think it was a cool move. I I, I really felt like you know they could have maybe patched it up, worked on some things, but right now who are they going to bring in? Right? I know the rumor is Brandon Staley. I don't want this guy nowhere near my team. And on top of that. His philosophy is different than what Kyle Shanahan runs. He he runs like a three-four, right? And that's not something I believe that they want to do. Do they do they want Nick Bosa standing up, Chase Young standing up, right, as defensive ends, right slash linebackers? I don't think that's what they want. So I, I would think he would be out of the question, right? But who knows, right? Then you, Bill Belichick. Will Bill Belichick want to take a defensive coordinator job? I highly, I, I doubt that, right? Mike Vrabel. Does he want to take a, a a defensive coordinator job? I don't think so. Guys like that who've been head coaches for so long, I don't think they really, really want to come back and be a DC. Um, but it, who knows? Because they're, they're, they're well-respected. Maybe Belichick because he's he may have to rebuild his persona a little bit or his character. Um, but Mike Vable is well-respected. I think Belichick is respected to an extent, right? But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they do. Um, Kyle had mentioned that they may go in internal with that uh, again, because he wants his own guy that he can maybe manipulate and control. I think what they thought with Steve Wilkes is that, all right, this is what we do here in San Francisco, but you can sprinkle a little bit about what you do. And I just don't think it worked in the end. Um, And, you know, he got let go. I think, you know, but still Steve Wilkes will bounce back. I mean, he'll, he'll find another job somewhere. He's a really good coach. Um, Maybe not a head coach, uh, but he's a good defensive coordinator. He's been around the league for quite some time. Um, So we'll, we'll, we'll find out about him. So. (laughs) <laughs> we'll have to wait and see with that. All right, let's read some comments here real quick. Um, oh, we read that one already. Let's see. We got Patrick Brown again. He says, Kyle Shanahan is an upgraded Martin Sh- Marty Schottenheimer. Yeah, he's starting to look like that. I ain't going to even lie, man, you know, not be able to win the big game, especially with really good teams. Um, the I, I'm, I'm assuming this is the Rogue Pod, or Rogue Pod. Oh, thanks for coming in. Appreciate you. He says, thank goodness, San Francisco lost. Uh, Patrick says, when the Niners hit the losing streak, it was doomed. <laughs> Offense went stale, and defense was the blame. Yeah, so combination a little bit of both, right? Offense early on could have probably put away that game. I mean, literally, they were they were forcing Patrick Mahomes three and outs consistently in that first half, had him frustrated. They, they had the Chiefs so frustrated they were making you know you got the Travis Kelsey bumping into Andy Reid, and I'll, maybe I'll talk about that a little bit later on here. Um, it's not one of my topics, but maybe I'll we'll discuss that. But you know, you got guys personal fouls that. End up leading the touchdowns, like not playing Chiefs football, right? So they had an opportunity and they just blew it in the end. So all right. <clears throat> now, Brock Purdy lost Super Bowl. Jimmy G lost the Super Bowl in almost similar fashion with the with the difference is that well, there really was no difference because they lost to Patrick Mahomes and they were up by 10 late in the game. <laughs> so the question is: are they the same player? And before I go into anything else, I'll, I'll say this. I don't think they're I don't think they are. I think what we get from Brock Purdy is that his ability to push the ball down the field a lot more, where Jimmy G is a lot more reluctant to do that, right? You can pull up the stats on that. Uh, however, though, Brock Purdy does have the benefit of playing with Christian McCaffrey, which was, you know, Jimmy G didn't really have that luxury, right? Uh, if he did, it was very – I forgot i forgot what the timeline was. Um when Christian McCaffrey joined the Niners. So <laughs> forgive me if I'm wrong, but obviously we've seen Brock Purdy play with Christian McCaffrey a lot more. So he does benefit from that. Um, and the other difference too, is that Brock Purdy does have the ability to use his legs and he does use it a lot more than Jimmy G ever did. Right. And, I mean, you saw late in games against the Packers against the lions party is able to use his legs to create more, get down the field, things of that nature. So um, are they the same player? Statistically, they're, they're almost pretty much close if you look at their San Francisco 49 career uh, stats. But if, if I had to choose a quarterback to go to between the two, it's going to be Brock Purdy um, because he, he he's more of a playmaker. And I know Cam Newton calls Brock Purdy a game changer. But Brock Purdy, I think he's 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 outgrown that moniker. I think he is a, a really good player. Um, is he limited? Yeah, he's limited. We saw that, right? He didn't make the throws that he needed to make in that Super Bowl to win the game. Granted, the defense was really good. But again, if you want to be in that elite level status, you got to make plays in the biggest moments in the Super Bowl, is the biggest moment of your career at that point. Um, Jim, Jimmy G was serviceable. He was a really good quarterback for the 49ers, right? But again, um, he just. He just couldn't make those big plays the way that I feel like Brock Purdy can make those bigger plays, especially with his feet and especially down the field. <clears throat> so uh, but <clears throat> you know, the 49er faithful, you're gonna have to understand though that Brock Purdy isn't Patrick Mahomes. He's not Joe Burrow. He's not, he's not these, he's not an elite quarterback, right? And when you get to the Super Bowl, regardless of how Patrick Mahomes had played throughout that game, how bad or how, how he didn't have a really Patrick mahomes S type season, right? He wasn't even considered to be an MVP candidate. He proved that he is the MVP of the league. I mean, literally, he came out, did what he needed to do. He made the plays that he needed to make, and they ended up winning the game because he's an elite-level type of player. And he made plays with his legs as well. Um, you know, Brock Purdy, I, I, I really don't know what their what their game strategy was like in that game. Um, and, and and it definitely suffered towards the end. Um, you know, they, they, they went away from the run. Now, people will argue that the Chiefs started to stop the run a little bit, but I don't know, man. I feel he felt like they could have kept pushing it a little bit. Um, but they tried to put the balls in, in the hands of Purdy in the third quarter. It didn't work out. It just didn't work out. So, But Jimmy G, I feel like he was a serviceable quarterback at that time. He got them to a Super Bowl, and he played well in the postseason. I think Jimmy G was like 5-2 and two or 6-2 and two in postseason play. So, you know, he wasn't a complete bum for them. Um, now, what the comparison can say, you can say is that Maybe they're system quarterbacks, right? Do you put Brock Purdy in another situation? Will he be as successful? Maybe not. He does have a, a plethora of weaponry around him. You know, Brandon I.U Debo, George Kittle. But the biggest one is Christian McCaffrey. Uh, but I, I will say, are they the same player? Yes and no. If I had to choose <laughs> between the two, I'm probably going to go with, uh, with Brock Purdy just because I know for a fact he'll push the ball down the field. And one thing in the National Football League, this dinking and dunking, it it, it doesn't work out, man. you got to be able to push the ball down the field 20 yards or more on any given occasion, and Brock Purdy will do that where Jimmy G is a lot more reluctant. So the 49ers, do you need to move on? No. I think they got their quarterback, but just know that he's limited, and you may be in this spot. Again, I think it's going to be harder for them um, to to get back to Super Bowl because I think the NFC – it, it, they got some teams that people are not even thinking about. But um, are they one of the better teams? Yeah, absolutely. They're one of the best teams in the NFC for sure. But on a year-to-year basis, man, every team changes. Every team gets better. Some teams get worse. It's going to be hard. Um, but we'll have to wait and see with them. But are they the same player? Uh, no. I- I'll say no. I'll say no. And I, w- I would definitely choose Brock Purdy over uh, over Jimmy G at this point because Jimmy G, he's pretty much washed watched at this point. All right, Patrick says, "In a perfect world, the Niners have more issues than coaching changes. They can't afford to keep everyone. That's a good point. Drafting and developing players and coaches, they'll regroup all those third-round picks and then some. So that's a good organization. So they'll be they'll be in contention for sure. They they're doing things right there, um, not unlike the Cowboys. <laughs> and the, I don't know those who have noticed, man. I don't you, the last couple of lives. You don't see me. I don't wear Cowboys gear anymore." <laughs> like I'm, I'm people don't believe me like i'm sick of these fools you know i'm sick of them so it's hard for me because i have a lot of cowboys gear i gotta wear random shirts and hats now because i'm really not representing these fools anymore because they get on my damn nerves but anyway all right i digress all right last topic for today uh before we get out of here we're going to talk about you can't see the Kansas City chiefs and their ability or chance to possibly conduct a three-peat right um now they're the first team in like 20 years or so since the Patriots did it to go back to back. Now we're looking at a team that can possibly go one, two, and three respectively. Now, what are their chances? Honestly, I really like their chances. <laughs> um and let's just say somehow, some way, they add a legitimate receiver. Now they won it without having like a true number one. Now, the kid from I believe uh from SMU, Rashi Rice, I think he's from SMU. Really balled out. He, I, I, did not know he caught over, um, uh, over, over what a thousand yards this year. I really did not know that, and I was really surprised that that Patrick Mahomes threw for over three thousand yards. So just think about that, right? In 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 the media coverage that we've seen about the Chiefs, is that all the the wide receiver core they they lead the league in drops. They drop this, they drop that, yada yada yada, and these guys still went out there. And their quarterback still threw for over 3,000 yards, and one of their receivers caught over 1,000 yards. So, um, Rashid Rice, is he a number one? Mm, I don't think so. He's still a young, developing type of receiver, but let's just say for whatever reason they managed to get a, a top tier guy. Let's just say Stephon Diggs wants out of Buffalo, which is a possibility, right? He wants to go to Kansas City. I, I mean, I'm just hypothetically hypothetical, right? Wow, look out. You know, look out. That defense is still young, um, dominant, um, and let's be real. I'm not. I'm not worried about teams in the AFC. I'm really not. Who Who do the Chiefs really have to worry about? Really. They They they've handled the team. Uh, 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 the only team I would say that they need to worry about because they're it's one of the only teams in recent recent history to go out and just beat them and on in the playoffs is is the Bengals. Joe Burrow is the only guy outside of Tom Brady to beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. So, they own the Bills. They'll dominate the the Ravens because they'll just implode at some point because that's what the Ravens do, unfortunately, right? Not worried about the Dolphins. (laughs) They can't play in the cold weather, right? Who else they got to worry about? Really nobody. And and this was a down year for them, a down year for the Chiefs, right? Even myself, I'll admit, I was like, I don't know. It ain't looking good, especially after that loss to Buffalo, um, after the whole the Kadarius Tony type of situation where he was all sides and you know yada yada yada, I was like, ooh, I don't know, man. Mahomes gonna have to go on the road, and he did it. <laughs> he went to Buffalo and Baltimore and won those games. So, uh, you know, the, the, the Chiefs are. I mean, look, they don't have a lot of star power outside of Kelsey, and Kelsey's a year older, right? You know, he, you know, Mahomes is, is twenty eight years old. Outside of those guys, who are their superstars? Maybe on that defense, McDuffie's a stud, right? Sneed is a stud. So I, I'm not worried about their chances. I think they'll they'll be in that AFC Conference Championship game again. Um, they'll probably be a top seed, right? Like, again, it'll be, honestly, the only other team, like I said, is going to be the Bengals. And that's if the Bengals can stay healthy because they have the recipe to beat Patrick Mahomes. They have the quarterback that can go throw for throw. Right, Lamar Jackson, although he won the MVP, he's not going throw for throw over Patrick Mahomes, he's not that dude, which was, which was so stupid of them for him to be still sitting in the pocket in that AFC Conference Championship game, dude. running the football, that's what got you where you are, it ain't because you're throwing. <laughs> and people argue that, oh, well, you know, he's a much better, improved throw, yeah, but that's not who he is to his core, right? He is a running quarterback. Right. Joe Burrow can sit there, throw dots 30, 40 yards down the field consistently and keep pace with but with a Patrick Mahomes. And that's why I feel like he's the guy out there that they do need to be worried about. But other than that, I really don't think that that anybody else really will can can hold can, can withstand can withstand them. You know, the AFC is a lot tougher, I feel like, right? Between the Packers who are upcoming, right? <laughs> the Lions, if they can kind of stay responsible. Right. And, and make better decisions with their coaching. Right. You know, the Cowboys, they're out there. Right. The Cowboys are just they're They're like a sleeping giant and who's been asleep for like 30 something years. But they got talent. They just don't have heart. That's the Cowboys problem. <laughs> OK, so, the, the, you know, the Eagles will bounce back for sure. You know, so they're, they're, I, I think there's a bigger threat to the NFC. Than it is to the in 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 the AFC for the Chiefs. I know that obviously they don't have to worry about the NFC, but I'm just saying in in regards to the it's it's a it's a much easier route for. I won't say easier, but their their chances of 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 three peating is very high. They will be in that conference championship. I mean, listen, he's been in the conference championship game as a starter his whole entire career. Patrick Mahomes, I'm talking about. He's only lost what twice, so you, you know. Oh, maybe one other team I might say in their own division, the Chargers, because they got a responsible head coach. But we'll see, we'll see. But I, 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 I think they they should be the odds-on favorite. Nobody else should be at this point because if you doubt Patrick Mahomes now, then I don't know. I don't know about you. I don't know about your credibility. You can't doubt this guy anymore, man. He's the best quarterback in the National Football League, hands down. And after him, it's like some other guys. Maybe Joe Burrow if when he's healthy. You know, other than that, he's the best quarterback in the National Football League. I don't want to hear about uh Lamar Jackson. I don't want to hear about Josh Allen. I don't want to hear about anybody else, right? Not even Brock Purdy. Patrick Mahomes is the guy, right? If you if you watch that Super Bowl and you didn't walk away with that, then I'm sorry, you just you missed it. You just missed it because he is the dude. He's the best player in the national well, best quarterback in the National Football League hands down and he proved it last week, Sunday. So will they, will they three-peat? Honestly, if I had to give a percentage, I would say I'm about 90% sure that they'll, 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 they'll three-peat. It's tough, but this organization is built that way. Now, I I wouldn't say that about a lot of other organizations, but the Chiefs, they're, they're, they're a well-ran organization. It's the reason why they've been successful the last decade, right? (laughs) Winning what, winning three Super Bowls, uh, being in conference championship games, being in position to draft players, right? They make really good decisions. And so it's a long season next year, but they'll be motivated because no, the three, I, honestly, I'll tell I can't think of a team three peeding, right? Were the Patriots, I don't even, did the Patriots, they Let me know. I, I forget. I, my history is a little bit hazy on that, but it's not something that's done quite a bit. If it's ever been done in, national, in the national football, and I could be wrong. So if you guys want to drop that in the comment, please do so because I don't remember off the top of my head. So, all right. But yeah, you know, will they three P? I think they got a good chance. So Patrick says, I am eager to see Herbert, Burrow, uh challenge Mahomes, Josh, and uh Lamar. They can't they can't hack it. They can't, okay. Um, if if the Chiefs get dig Z Hop, look out, yeah. And Barry from All Even Podcast, uh, make sure you guys check him out. He just had his live on Friday. He says nobody. All right, okay. I, I I didn't, I think. <laughs> I, I knew I knew some teams had won three Super Bowls, but not consecutively. I think the Cowboys won two, lost one, and then they bounced back. I if I'm if I'm if i my, my memory serves correctly. I believe it was like the Barry Switzer uh Super Bowl where they like they lost, they won two, they beat Buffalo back to back, lost to the Niners in the conference championship game, and then they came back with Barry Switzer and won it. I think that's how it went down, but I don't think anyone has ever done a three-peat. Um and, and if anyone's gonna do it, <laughs> It's gonna be these chiefs. So um, shout out to them, man. Listen, <coughs> excuse me. And before I go, real quick, um, it wasn't one of my subjects for today, but uh the whole Travis Kelsey now, kudos to him. He did go on his podcast with his brother and he accepted responsibility for his actions, right? Which which is good because it's refreshing because if you watch social media to this day and age, whether it's sports or just anything in general, man, people today do not take accountability. For anything, for anything. And for him to go on the show and admit that, good, good on him. And his brother called him out too, right? Now, I know a lot of people during the week were like, well, oh, I didn't really have a problem with it. You know, it's passionate. Like, first of all, as a coach, you better not run up on me as a player. Okay. There's got to be a boundary, a line of respect that you do not physically touch me. Now, you can yell and scream. That's one thing. And that's a whole nother topic. But to lay hands on a coach, I wasn't raised that way. You don't run up to a coach. A coach is an authoritative figure regardless of what your relationship is, right? And I have really good relationships with one of my players, but I would never expect any one of them to to run up on me. And if they did, that would be a problem. I don't care who you are, okay? Um, But, again, society, a lot of, oh, you know, it's, it's passionate. Nah. No, you should never do that. But Travis Kelsey gets a pass. You know he's America's darling right now with him and Taylor Swift and their love affair. You know, and I don't have a problem with 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 the Taylor Swift thing, and I I like Travis Kelsey. I think he's a really good player. Seems like a very nice guy. But I'm glad that he did own up to that because if he didn't, that's kind of a punk move, right? And and for Andy Reid, and I know they tried to brush it under the table. No one really wanted to talk about it, Um, but it needs to be talked about because there's that's what's that's that's what's wrong with this country. And I'm going to get political here. But that's what's wrong with this country. There's no accountability, um, especially with our young athletes. Um, and because, you know, if you're if you're if your child is watching that and you're like, oh, Travis Kelsey, he can go and bump his, court, his coach like that. What's stopping me from that? Well, the difference is that you're not Travis Kelsey. <laughs> and, I, and I get it. This is America. That's what this country is based off of. But the winners and the losers. If you're a winner, you can get away with a lot of stuff. I get it. I'm not naive to that notion. But when did we stop getting away from listening to coaches? Well, and I'll tell you why. Because in this day and age, you have a lot of coaches that are clowns. You know, there's a lot of clowns, and and you don't really have coaches. You have guys that are cheerleaders that 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 support this type of activity. Hell, they they, they encourage this type of activity, and and that's what the the youth of this country is learning. And you you know, and unfortunately, you know, the, on the biggest stage of the NFL. A lot of kids got to see that, and they don't understand that. You know what I mean? So, uh, but I'm I'm glad that he took uh, took accountability on his show, um, and, and, and good for him. Uh, before I go, Barry says, did i did I, did you hear about Michael? No, what what happened with him in regards to? I know I saw a post this morning about him getting on some fans that were trying to get an autograph. Listen, I I I, I promised. You know, I told myself I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna talk about the Cowboys. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they you have to talk about them. But Micah Parsons, to me, he is an unarticulate imbecile, period, right? He's busy trying to win an MVP in a celebrity basketball game. Bro, where were you against the Packers when we needed you to be the MVP? Nowhere to be found. I'm sick and tired of hearing his voice. Every time I hear his voice, he just sounds like a dumb meathead, a guy that you that goes to Gold's Gym and, and wears the, the skinny tank top with the, with the, with the gallon jug of water. That's who he reminds me of. He none, nothing that comes out of his mouth makes sense. And it's not even articulate because he can't speak. He, he, he just needs to stick to football, you know? And I know people don't like to, you know, shut up and dribble or shut up and play. He just needs to shut up and play, shut up and tackle fool. That's your job. You know? So, um, he's becoming very, very unlikable. If you're a Cowboys fan, like, like if you're like a legitimate Cowboys fan, more like not like me, I, 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 I'll, I'll support them from afar, but he, Guys like him make me not want to be a Cowboys fan because he's just talk. And and, and this whole podcast culture, and uh, listen, I'm nobody, right? I'm just a guy in my house here in my office with a show, right? But these players that are having podcasts that are very young, like even even in the NBA, you got guys like, like guys, just stop with the podcasting. Just play the game, right? Because you guys, because to be... To do what we do, you have to have opinions. And if you have to have, you have to talk about players, right? And you get caught up in this mess. And guys like Michael Parsons, who's who are not articulate enough, even Draymond Green, I can't stand Draymond Green. His show sucks to me. I mean, it really does. He he's like Michael Parsons, but a little bit better, right? And they keep giving him shows. Right? But Michael Parsons, people are gonna tune in because he's an idiot. That's why they're gonna tune in. So um, but these these guys, they just, they just if I'm a if I'm a of a GM or an owner, I'm like, listen, you guys can't have podcasts, man. I'm sorry. Like, you, you just shut up and play. Now, if you want to do it in the offseason, that's one thing. But during the during the year, I feel like your focus is in there. So I, I to me, he's becoming a very unlikable player for me uh in the National Football League. I really don't root for him anymore. Um, there are some cowboys that I do root for. I thought, you know, Dak, I'll always be on Dak's side, regardless of what he does. Um, cause he stays out of the limelight, but Micah. He's running towards the limelight, and he looks stupid doing it. You know, <laughs> the Kelsey brothers. Listen, they can they can have podcasts. They're veterans in the league. They've won Super Bowls. They've been in big games. Um, you know, they they've earned that right. But Micah Parsons, what have you done, bro? Other than disappear in late in season, late in games. You know, hope you know. So you know, I, I agree. Let's see here. Uh, Barry says this guy wants to be a celebrity so bad and never read the memo on being an adult. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Patrick has a question. He says, if the Chiefs do have a three-peat, are they the greatest dynasty in the 2020s? Oh, yeah. I I, I think if they three-peat, it trumps anything that the Patriots have done. And and, and, and I know New Englanders, they're they're, they're rolling over in their Dunkin' Donuts this morning, and I get it, right? The guys in Southie, they're going to be like, oh, this guy out here, what is he talking about? Listen to to have a three peat this in the modern era of football that's ridiculous it's so hard with free agency the way teams are changing to three peat in national football league man that's just to go look it took 20 years to go for a team to go back to back and for a team to three peat it's never been done before man that trumps that that trumps anything now from a talent standpoint right will they have will, will they have be will they have had the best collection of talent no I Think there have been better teams to win Super Bowls, but to get that three-peat, man, that puts you in a whole nother echelon that no team has ever said that that's like the 72 Dolphins, they went undefeated, right? Like they can tell, they can say, like, well, we won a Super Bowl and we went undefeated. Now what? But to go three-peat, dude, that's crazy. That's crazy. So yeah, I I I would say that puts them in a whole nother echelon of a top of, of tier of teams. So yeah, absolutely. Good question, though. Um, and in regards to uh, Micah Parsons, he Patrick says, uh, "Hopefully Zimmer contained Micah. Micah had more points in All Star game than total pressures." <laughs> I'm, mean, yep. Oh, absolutely. His focus is not where it needs to be at this point. It, you know, leaders, true leaders, you don't talk about it, man. You go out and you do it. That's what true leadership is about, right? I, 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 I would like to think I'm a good leader. I've, I've been under good leadership. I've seen what good leadership is about. Been a part of it and, and what he's doing is not leadership. That's just you getting in front of a mic talking some shit. Shit about he you know, don't and, and even when you guys when you when you look when you when you listen to him and he talked about that Packers game, he took no real accountability. He was like, Well, you know, <laughs> I played, I played all right. I thought I did good, right? That's not true leadership, man. You know, and, and, and for Dak to keep coming up there and, and and having to cover for these fools, you know, good on him. I'm tired of it. But he needs to get in these guys' asses too, So, and he's not. And that's the biggest problem on his team. There's no no vocal leadership. There's nobody that's taking the reins. And and I talked about this last week with Demarcus Lawrence. Like, They got a bunch of clowns on that Cowboys team. And again, and and I I hate to end the show like this because I keep doing it, but if you're a Cowboys fan right now today, you got to really be looking. You got to wake up and look at yourself in the mirror and be like, what the hell am I doing? And I came to that realization. I feel like I was, I've been in a, 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 a cowboy attic, and now I'm like, I, I finally come to a conclusion that these fools are losers. And that's what they are. So we'll, hopefully we'll see what happens because they're not the Chiefs. They're not in the contention for a three-peat. They're not the San Francisco 49ers constantly making it to the NFC Conference Championship, being in Super Bowls. They're not playing for that. The Cowboys are literally playing um, for notoriety. That's what their players are playing for. So, and and, and it shows with guys like Micah Parsons uh, leading the way with the, uh, the foolishness and the buffoonery that we see coming from him. So, all right, that's all I got, man. Um, Yeah. Good show. Appreciate you guys for chewing, for chiming in. Thanks you guys for being in the comments as well. Patrick, uh, Barry, uh, who else was in there? Some guy named Rogue G. He left already, but, you know, shout out to him. I think that's how he says his podcast, but shout out to those guys, man. Uh, uh we'll see how it goes next week. I probably might be off next week. We'll see what happens there. Uh, probably be out of town. So we'll let you guys know. Um, but just you know, be on the lookout for some stuff this week. Maybe maybe talk about some other things, but be on the lookout also with the draft and coming up. We got some clutch clutch combine videos that'll be on their way soon. Um, once once everything is kind of settled here, a little break here. Um, But we'll get that cranking out for you guys so get you guys ready for the draft, which is big around here on the grid network. So other than that, man, I appreciate you guys for stopping by. Enjoy. If you got if you got tomorrow off, enjoy it like me. Other than that, if you got to work, man, stay on the grind. But like I always say, this is Clutch Sports Talk NFL Sunday. Wake up with me, Ryan Flowers. You guys know what I say. Never settle till the work is done. We'll see you guys later. Peace.